Hey everybody, Joe Diesel here. Welcome back to the half hour. I think that's Jesse. Jesse, you there? Hello? I'm here. Are you there? You there? Yeah. I'm here. How are you doing? You have a good week? I'm doing great. I uh, went to a uh, nice little uh, cottage in the uh, London, uh, in, in uh, London, and uh, yep, there were no ghosts there, and I was really disappointed because I thought all the houses in uh, London were had ghosts in them. There were no ghosts there, you said? There were none. There was a nice red and red and that was it. And it wasn't haunted, and it was in London. Yes, I know. Weird, huh? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. It's gonna take a while to process. I always thought every house in London was haunted. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. Exactly. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we uh, actually do learn something new every day, right? That's right. That's right. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, we are uh, going to be talking about the new Guillermo del Toro movie, Crimson Peak. You okay? Hey, did you swallow a ghost? I might have. Jesus Christ. Maybe that's why that house isn't haunted, because you swallowed it. I'm a ghostbuster. (laughs) Hey, you'd leave that containment unit on. Yeah, my body. All right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, uh, Crimson Peak opened, and uh, we thought we would go see that. Uh, the early uh, trailers we saw for it, we both uh, enjoyed, and we have uh, spoken about Guillermo del Toro on here. I think most recently we did the, the uh, wow, was it, I guess that wasn't recent, huh? Crimson, uh, not, uh, you know, Pacific Rim. Yep, the was the last one. Okay, so, yeah, and we uh, both really enjoyed that one, and uh, I think we spoke a little bit about his other movies on in that episode, and if you haven't seen Pacific Rim and haven't listened to that episode, then you should do so. What do you think, should they? Oh, yes, please do. I have watched Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, me too. So... Here we are with this movie. Now, uh, it's finally come out, and people are seeing it, and some people, some of the views uh, I find weird. I I don't know. Do you find them weird? Uh, I find all reviews weird, but go ahead. Well, you know, the the people, they don't, uh, it seems like they don't know anything about horror or what's been in horror for years and years and years, even in the novels. Um, you seem shocked by this movie and don't need to know what to make of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I mean, you and I both both said after we finally saw it, we're like, yeah, that's not going to make a dime. It's not going to make a dime. No. If, the, if this movie makes any money, I will be shocked. Do I think this money, this movie deserves to make money? It should make a buckle. It should make a buckle if people had taste. But, you know, yeah. the opposite route of that and say it's not going to make a dime because I know that, uh, as we were talking uh, earlier, uh, if you would take your you know, your son, he's seven or eight, or whatever he is now. <laughs> 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 I 
There they come again. Now, Evie Moore, that's a scary. Evie Moore would be the to go see that. Yeah, because, and and just because uh, neither one of us really think it's going to do that well, that's not to say we didn't think it was good. Uh, What did you think? I think it's a masterpiece done by Del Toro. Uh, Probably, it's hard to say it's one of his best ones, but everything he does, he knocks it out. He just knocks it out of the damn park. but this one's another home run. Uh, I would probably compare it to saying that there were people on bases when he hit this home run. Uh, maybe a grand <laughs> slam, per se, for all you baseball fans out there. Uh, but no, yeah. I, I thought this was the best thing I've seen so far this year. I can tell you that pretty darn easily. Uh, I don't think that's been, it's been better. Yeah, I would. Uh, I agree with that. It's... Uh... It's got the best opening shot of any movie I've seen this year. Yeah. Every shot in that movie. Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) Just about. I mean, we did have Mad Max this year. Well, I think this is better than Mad Max. I do, too. Mad Max is a close second for me. Right. I agree. But, you know, if if uh, Mad Max and this one were the only movies I saw this year, then I would be satisfied. It'd be a good year. Wouldn't that be for those two? Because, I mean, honestly... Yeah, I mean, this... The rest of the season yeah. is a mess, hasn't it? Mostly, yeah. I mean, there's been some stuff like, oh, that was pretty good, or, yeah, it was all right, or I was mildly yeah. entertained. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, this... Uh, this goes... What's that? Well, there have been very few big bombs. Most movies have either been, oh, good, meh, or like Crimson Peak and Mad Max, just utterly fantastic. Yeah, now this, Crimson Peak does not follow the uh, current trend in horror right now. Oh, God. I don't think at all. And I think that's what's throwing a lot of people off. It's not... You know, it's got color, it's got some life in it, it's vivid, it's uh, very uh, imaginative, it develops the characters, you you kind of care about the characters, you get to know the characters, it spends time with the characters. Yeah. And that's not to say no horror movies do that anymore nowadays, it's just that that's not the norm, I don't think. No, they don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what horror movies have we had this year that we've seen um, Poltergeist is the one that's coming to my mind right now. It's the one that's found footage, I think. Yeah, most of them are found footage, too. All right. Uh, which, even a Poltergeist doesn't even hold, I mean, this is nowhere near the stratosphere of Crimson Peak. Poltergeist is like the core of the Earth, and uh, Crimson Peak is the crust. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. This uh this really is a throwback mm-hmm. horror movie and uh Del Toro said that in some interviews. Um uh, what are the movies you named? Oh, the uh well we said that we uh I felt there's a scene that I, I Black Sabbath just came to mind as I was watching it. 
and it was so beautiful the way he shot it and the lighting he used. Uh, it's, it's a very early scene in the movie. In fact, that I think it's right after that opening shot we talked about uh, where she uh, sees her mother's ghost for the first time, which is not a spoiler. I mean, it's in the first five minutes of the movie. Uh, yeah. But that thing was, oh, that scene was just was so well lit, so beautiful. The whole movie's beautifully lit. Uh, but it's got Baba, it looks Baba, uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, even Black Sunday, uh, Black Sunday in some ways, uh, it evokes uh, Hammer. So much, there's a lot of Hammer influence into it. Uh, I think Yeah, and why. the uh, Roger Roger Corman Poe movies also. Yes, the Roger Corman Poe movies. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of influences in there. And he sues him up into a, you know, stirs him to a stew that's unbelievable. It's just, there's, I think when, after we saw it, I was like, is there any you'd say that you didn't find good about it? And there's nothing that's not good in that film. The music's good. Uh, everything's fabulous in that film. Yeah, it is. And it's one that you just don't see very often in horror movies at all nowadays anymore, but if you go back, that was kind of the norm in horror movies back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're... Yeah, you got uh, all the ones that you named. Those were the norm. That's that's yeah. the way horror movies were. Obviously, there were a bunch of different ones even back then in the uh, 50s and 60s also, but it's somehow everything has gotten away from that. And uh, I forget, a couple episodes back, we were talking about, I think it was the Lord of Illusions episode. Yeah. We were talking about poetry and horror and how that seems to not be there anymore. Well, I guess we lied. You there? I am. I'm What's here. that? I guess we lied. Yeah, do you, but, you remember uh, that? Yeah, because uh, yeah. Crimson Peak comes out and it's like, this, is, this movie is a poem. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's a, it's unsettling in places too, and a lot of places it's pretty unsettling. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think it uh, it just doesn't have all those it doesn't have all those jump scares and all that that everybody is waiting for in horror movies now because that's just what it's jumped to. It's like, oh, there's a there's a cat that jumped and it's going to make you jump too. Yeah, I mean. Um... This, we took a classical approach. Uh, I think I t- uh, we were about it earlier. I said, you know, if they cut out, if they change a, little, a few scenes where they're not as graphically violent as they were, and the movie was shot in black and white, that movie could have been made in the forties as a universal. Movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, it could have. Uh, so, uh, what well, what is the plot of this movie? Um, this young lady. Marries into a baronet, uh, baronet Sharp, and uh, his sister. Uh, she moves in with them into their castle, which is called <laughs> And from there, crazy stuff happens. I can't. I don't really want to say too much more than that because it's. You know, it was fairly simple. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's fairly simple. He, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. He plays Thomas Sharp, 
And right. Jessica Chastain plays Lucille Sharp, his sister. Right. And, uh, yeah, they have a manor or castle. It's not. It's a. It's a cool old house. Yeah. Um, what did Del Toro say about working on this set? He said it was the greatest set he's ever worked on in his life. Uh, and it shows, too, because he, he tries to cover every detail of that set that he can uh, with, that, with his camera. It's amazing. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I think, and this is going to sound weird, Joe, uh, I can go onto that set. If that set was a real house, I could walk into that house and know where their bedroom was by how detailed he followed people to it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, oh, it's yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about that, everything uh, everything that was made for that house was made for that house. Yeah. So, I guess uh, all the props and everything was made specifically for this set. It wasn't like they just ran out and said, oh, that looked cool there. Yeah. Uh, which I, works I, sometimes, but for something like this, you know, the attention to detail to that house, really to all the sets, I mean, but mainly right. for the main house, which uh, is a character in the movie in its own right, would you say? Oh, yes. I'd say it's, one of the, it's probably top build. It'd be a top build character in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at the time here, and it looks like it's time for a break. So, once again, we're talking about something we love, so the time flies on by. That's right. I see you. That's right. You. I see you in Kronos, Blade 2, Devil's Backbone, everything you touch. I see how much you want me to take you, Captain. That's right, Del Toro. I feel how much you love me. How much you want me to chain you in the water heat to the water heat of my basement, where we'll have conversations about tin type photography and publishing stories with ghosts in them. That's when they'll start to get all uppity and make me drink tea laced with poison and watch you try to get you your silly clay mining machine to work. I'll leave you in the basement. Forget about you. You'll almost die because I don't feed you because I forgot you were down there. And I don't know how to make tea because I'm an American. Before you die all week, I feed me. Then I'll use your skull to make a chip dip bowl. Hmm. Yeah, it do sound good. Hey, wait, 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 wait. That is not an advertisement. Uh, no, it's, it's a love letter to the toll world. No, that's not a love letter. That's a crime in the making. I think you'll find it charming. Her... Are you not talking about Guillermo del Toro? No, Anna, you know, from down the street. Uh, oh, well, then that's cool, because crimes can only be committed against celebrities because nobody cares about normals. That's exactly what I thought. All right, we're back, and we are talking about the new Gimel del Toro movie, Crimson Peak, which is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we were talking about this a little bit. The New York Times says it's not a horror movie. <laughs> what did they call it? Uh, 
Well, just here on the re- body of the review, it just says Crimson Peak isn't really a horror movie. The supernaturalism, as it were, is a red herring and a chance for Mr. Del Toro to indulge in some creepy effects and easy shocks. Easy shocks? Well, I didn't see any easy oh, shocks in that movie. I don't know the hell that guy's talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, everybody uh, listening, uh, that is why I do not read any movie reviews from anybody until after I've seen the movie, because I don't think that reviewer has seen the movie. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Even though Tom Hiddleston in this featurette, I just watched, kept saying the word gothic romance, uh, the little in that same featurette said horror genre. So he thinks it's a horror movie. Yeah. He made it as a horror movie. He's going with the Toro. We'll listen to him. Yeah, exactly. So um, he also said... He wanted it to look like a Mario Bava Technicolor movie, and if you've seen no, Bava movies, we've already mentioned we've already mentioned Bava movies. If you've seen them, and then you watch Crimson Peak, you go, yeah, you you can totally see Bava, and and that's totally what it looks like because the uh, use of the color and the lights and the shadow in this is amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it's look, the movie is amazing to look at. Uh, I think that the uh, Director of photography Dan Lorston, I think his name is. He really shot the living hell out of that movie. Everything is lit to perfection. Everything is shot to perfection. Uh, I hope that Guillermo will uh, use him on all his further movies because he did a fantastic job shooting that movie. Uh, The cinematography was just superb. Yes, absolutely it was. Now let's... uh... We've mentioned a couple of the actors in this. Uh, let's uh, speak to more of that, because the acting in this was superb also. Oh, very good. I, I, I would have so, to say... So, and... But... Yeah. I, 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 uh, I really enjoyed uh, Jim Beaver in this. Yeah. Jim Beaver, uh, some of you will know him from uh, Supernatural. He's Bobby Fisher. Yeah, <laughs> He played the father. Uh, so I'm going to butcher her last name probably. Mia Wachowski, is that how you say her name? Wachowski, I something like that. Like Wachowski or... Wachowski, I'm butchering her name. I don't mean to. but uh, So her name is Edith Cushing in the movie. And uh, her father is Carter Cushing. Yeah, so do you think they he named him uh, Cushing on purpose? <laughs> uh, yes, I think he did. I think he was uh, doing a little bit of a uh, how do you do to the uh, great Hammer actor, uh, uh, Peter Cushing. Yes, he was giving him some props, yes. Actually, I kind of thought so, too, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, everything else about the movie speaks to that stuff, too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, Jim Beaver was the standout, I think, former in the movie. Uh, I like Tom Hiddleston in the movie. I thought him and uh, especially Jessica Chastain. I think Jessica Chastain is the uh, next standout in the movie uh, as um, yes. her sister. Oh, yes. She was great. Oh, my God, she was so good in that movie. Yeah, and everything about her in that movie is creepy. There is one great scene uh, that uh, I think everybody was cringing at. When Mia's figuring out she's sick and uh, 
Jessica's telling her, I will make you better. I made my mother better after she had described to her how her mother had been, (laughs) had her legs broken, snapped in two by her father's uh, boot, and she is feeding her porridge. What was it? It was that porridge, right? And she is scraping the spoon across the bowl lip, and that was was some great sound design right there, too. Oh, yeah. And she played that. She played that beautifully, and I think that played beautifully in the movie. Yeah, that that, that was a fantastic scene. Uh, even though I was cringing, but that sound makes me cringe no matter what happened. So, uh, but like I said, I think all the acting was uh, really fantastic in the movie. Um, but I think the if, if you want me to tell you who I think the best actor in the film was, it was that house. That house acting is chops, man. Uh, that house was awesome. And uh, the, yeah. one of the other things about that, the house is, uh, why was it called Crimson Peak? Well, uh, they sit on top of clay, and the clay is red, and they're gonna they're trying to mine the clay from under the house to make bricks. Well, the house is sinking into that, and when it snows, the clay seeps out and turns the snow red, so they would call that place Crimson Peak. Yeah, and that is played to stunning visual, visual yeah. effect into that in that movie. Oh yeah, Boyle does a fantastic job with that. Uh, even when it's not with the, the snow, like when they go down to the basement, the walls start bleeding that clay. So it looks yes. like there's blood pouring down the walls. Oh, it's such a classic. Like I said, you said it's so classic in everything it does. It's, it has such class to everything it does. It, uh, this, there's a even the brutal violence turns into these beautiful little pictures almost. Oh yes. Uh, I, I won't give won't give away when one character dies. It's probably one of the most amazing shots I've ever seen. Uh, of the aftermath of violence I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That was awesome. Now, uh, we got to speak to a little bit about the ghosts. Because the ghosts, I mean, they really don't do what movie ghosts have been doing here recently, do they? Right. Right. They're not there to uh, frighten or scare the ghosts, even though they do because of their parents. They are uh, warning signs. Yeah. Basically, they're uh, harbingers of a message. And that message is to get the hell out of my house. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were speaking about that scene earlier, the first scene where, so her mother dies. Her ghost comes to her. She's still a little girl and tells her, beware of Crimson Peak. But she's a ghost. So (laughs) she scares the little girl. The little girl's like, oh, what is that? I don't know. What's she talking about? And of course, she's she's not. What are you talking? You scaring the crap out of me. So, yeah, I thought that was beautiful too, because I guess usually nowadays the ghosts are doing the killing or causing the killing. Yeah. They're not just. These are these. uh, These are these. Yeah, these are the classical ghosts, which Uh, probably going to throw a lot of people off too. I also like the fact that they're they weren't white. They were their color was based on something that had to do with how they died. Like her mother yeah. was pitch black. 
uh, and uh, the, the the ghosts inside of Crimson Peak are red. Yeah, because she was Which in the red clay. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. So I, I thought that was pretty cool that they had, you know, that, you know, nothing was not thought, thought upon. Everything that, that was in that film had thought put upon it. That's, they probably wrestled with ideals with it and how, you know, what the designs they wanted to use. Everything was given a minute thought to. Yeah, that's what it felt like, too. Nothing was arbitrary. Yeah, I could. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I want to say uh, there were a few horror movie trailers on the front of this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not talking about Cramps, Krampus. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really want to see any of those other ones. I think the the, other, the two I'm talking about come out next year anyway. Right. But they just. They just have no, there's no color to them. There's no, it just looks like the same old, same old. It just, right. they just look blah. What What do you think? Well, uh, the two movies that Joe is talking about are The uh, Forest and The Boy. Now, The Boy looked to me like, hey, that Annabelle screwed him or whatever, uh, was it Annabelle? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. That, that it, it seems like that they're they're like, hey, that came out, that did really well. Let's get this out too. Uh, yeah. Because the boy is a doll that these two crazy old folk, uh, bogies have been raising as a child. Uh, yeah. The other movie, The Forest, uh, felt feels like ever. I'm shocked it wasn't found footage. It looked like it was like that supposed to be the yeah. found footage movie. Exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it's because Crimson Peak was the movie following those trailers that got me, or... I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't want to see him. Or maybe, uh... I'm done with that cycle of horror. (laughs) What about you? I I, I think the thing that Galero is teaching the uh, rest of these horror filmmakers is... You can't just have a movie where it's 90 minutes of nothing but terror and, like, torture. And it's because 90% of the time, I don't care if those characters live or die. Most of the time, I, I would just rather they just be dead. So they're usually jerks or uh, just horrible people. Uh, so someone will develop these characters in his movie. To the next degree. You knew these characters. You knew who they are. You knew their motivations. You knew... You knew everything about them, uh, in a way. Uh, so when something happened to them, you're like, ah. you felt you felt that pain of their, their death. Like, oh man, I'm gonna miss that guy. You know, that doesn't happen anymore. They create these characters if you want us to die, so they can kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, man, we are coming up to the end here. Uh, what are your final thoughts? You got, you got any final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is that I think everybody in the world should go see this movie, and it might get some <laughs> Loki money. 
it might get some Loki money because people are gonna be like, oh, that's Loki from Thor. I love Loki, and they might some people might get dragged and see that. But I have this feeling of dread that this movie is gonna bomb so bad, and we won't see this twice again for a long time. But it is magnificent. It is like I said, the best movie of this year. You should go see it. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It's. It's a really great throwback horror movie that only we don't get to see anymore. These are rare nowadays. If you want to see a different horror movie, you want to see how horror used to be, you want to see how when it was done right. This is the right. one to see. You want to see? I mean, it's it's artful, brilliant, uh, masterful direction, and uh, masterful work by every department mm-hmm. on this movie. I would say, um, give this one a chance. But uh, if you're into the, uh, I just want to jump scare and watch ghosts twist themselves around with uh, long black hair and make people kill stuff and all that stuff, then this is not for you. It's not for you at all then. And uh, just don't go see it. Don't go waste your time on it. But uh, for those that uh, remember the Hammer movies, the uh, Bava and the Corman movies that we've been uh, mentioning throughout. This movie's for you, so go see it and give it a chance. All right, and we will see you uh, next time on the Half Hour of Power.